From Happy Cat Studio in Indianapolis, Indiana, it's time once again for the Rick's Rambles podcast. It's the week of October 30th, 2023. Let's get right into our fun facts of the week. Fun facts. Well, it is Halloween week, and Halloween marks the passing of perhaps the most famous escape artist and magician of all time, Harry Houdini. Ten things you might not have known about Harry Houdini. Number one, he named himself after another magician. He was born Eric Weiss, but his name was changed to Eric Weiss after his family immigrated from Hungary to Wisconsin when he was four years old. Young Eric, named Harry or Harry, as Americanized, had a fascination with magic particularly the work of famed French magician Jean Robert Houdin. When he began his own magic career in the 1890s, he paid homage to his hero by adding an I to the name Houdin to create the stage name Harry Houdini. In a strange twist, Houdini later courted controversy by accusing his former idol of stealing other magicians' tricks. He even wrote a book in 1908 called The Unmasking of Robert Houdin, in which he branded his namesake a fraud who waxed great on the brain work of others. Number two, he first found fame as the king of the handcuffs. Houdini struggled during his early years in show business and considered calling it quits and opening a magic school. He finally caught a break in 1899 when vaudeville entertainer Martin Beck booked him on a tour of the United States and Europe. On Beck's advice, Houdini made escapes a central part of his act. He began challenging audiences to tie him up or lock him up in handcuffs, and he promoted his shows by staging escapes from local jails, usually after being strip-searched and put in shackles by the police. This routine was a huge success. The newly christened King of the Handcuffs played to sold-out crowds across Europe and then later cemented his fame by staging several high-profile escapes in the United States. One stunt saw him jump into a Rochester, New York river with his hands manacled behind his back. In another, he broke out of a jail cell that once held Charles Coteau, the man who had assassinated President James A. Garfield. Number three, well, he wasn't the only magician in the family. His brother was also a successful magician. After establishing himself in Europe in the early 1900s, Houdini brought over his younger brother Theo, a magician who had worked at his partner early in his career. Theo soon became performing his brother's tricks under the name Hardeen. The pair even created a phony rivalry, not unlike modern-day wrestling, to help boost their incomes. We made no secret of the fact that we were brothers, Hardeen later remembered. But we did keep the secret that we were not only good friends, but Harry had set me up in business. Well, this one is really interesting. Houdini once staged an escape from inside of a sea monster. In September 1911, a group of Boston businessmen challenged Houdini to attempt the most bizarre stunt of his career to escape the belly of a 1,500-pound sea monster that had washed up in the city's harbor. Historians still aren't sure what the creature actually was. It's been described as everything from a whale to a giant turtle, but Houdini was up to the task. As thousands of spectators looked on, he allowed himself to be handcuffed, shackled in leg irons, and wedged inside the stinking carcass, which was then covered in chains and placed behind a curtain. Houdini emerged in triumph after just 15 minutes. Number five, Houdini was an aviation pioneer. He very early developed a fascination with aviation and became one of the very first private pilots in the entire world world. Number six, although he was not born here, he was a great patriot and he assisted in the American war efforts during World War I. He was a staunch supporter of America's involvement in World War I and he persuaded 
the Society of American Magicians to sign loyalty oaths to President Woodrow Wilson, and he later canceled his touring season to devote himself to entertaining soldiers and raising money for the war effort. Houdini also drew from his arsenal of magician's tricks to provide special instruction to American troops. In a series of classes at New York's Hippodrome, he counseled soldiers on how to escape sinking ships and handcuffs in case they found themselves imprisoned. Number seven, he owned his own movie studio. Houdini's brief career as a silent film star began with 1919's The Master Mystery an adventure serial in which he played an undercover agent who uses his escape skills to thwart criminal plots. The series was a blockbuster hit. It's now remembered as the first film to feature a robot, and the magician went on to star in two more features before launching his own studio called the Houdini Picture Corporation. He made two films for the company, The Man from Beyond and How Nain of the Secret Service, but neither fared very well at the box office, and critics poked fun at his stilted performances. Having lost a good chunk of his personal fortune, he quit the movie business for good in 1923. Well, I'm fascinated by this. He debunks psychics and the supernatural. As the world's greatest trickster and illusionist, Houdini had little patience for anyone who claimed to be in possession of supernatural powers. Beginning in the 19 20s, he embarked on a second career as a professional skeptic and debunker of psychics, mind readers, mediums, and other spiritualists who purported to be able to contact the deceased. Houdini campaigned tirelessly, often visiting seances in disguise to expose their ringleader as a fraud. He also offered a $10,000 reward to any psychic who could present physical phenomena that could not be explained rationally and no one has ever collected. Number nine, well, the story of his death is kind of famous, but it's still debated. Houdini died on Halloween 1926 at the age of 52, just days after struggling through a final performance in Detroit. The official cause of his death was peritonitis brought on by a ruptured appendix, but several legends continued to swirl around his last days. The most famous concern was an incident that had occurred after a performance in Montreal on October 22nd. While holding court in his dressing room, Houdini was approached by a university student who inquired about a rumor that he was able to withstand heavy punches to his abdomen. When Houdini boasted about his physical strength, the young man walloped him in the stomach without warning, leaving Houdini doubled over in agony. Some say that's what brought on his death. And number 10, Houdini's seances are still held every Halloween. Despite his skepticism about the spirit world, Houdini swore to his wife, Bess, that he would try to contact her from beyond the grave. He told her to listen for a specific message, a series of codes that spelled out the words, Rosabelle, believe. Bess Houdini spent a decade trying to contact her husband before giving up, reportedly saying 10 years is long enough to wait for any man. Others have continued the search, however, and since the 1930s, fans have held Houdini's seances every Halloween to attempt to communicate with a magician's ghost. There is even an official Houdini seance that takes place in a different city each and every year. There you have it, 10 fun facts about the life and times of Harry Houdini. Well, today's good news story is something I really love. In a time when I hear so much prejudice against young people, 
when I hear how bad the younger generation is. Stories like this give me a lot of hope. What if washing your hands to prevent getting a simple flu virus was all that was needed to prevent skin cancer? Bold as that sounds, it wasn't an Anderson Center laureate who came up with that idea, but a 14-year-old. Let me throw in here before I go on with the story that I am a skin cancer survivor, so I have a special interest in this story. Herman Beckley, a ninth grader at W.T. Woodson High School in Annandale, Virginia, was awarded the 25000 grand prize as a winner of the 2023 3M Young Scientist Competition with a melanoma treatment in the form of a bar of soap. As the winner of the nation's premier middle school science contest, now in its 16th year, Beckley has been accorded the prestigious title of America's top young scientist. He explains that his work was spurred on by discovering the recovery rate of melanoma in the U.S. compared to sub-Saharan Africa is 99% to 20%. By combining simple compounds in the soap that kept costs low, he was also able to create a product that stimulates the activity of dendritic cells which act as protectors of skin cells. The need for scientists and innovators to develop solutions for the world's biggest challenges has never been greater. This year's Young Scientist Challenge finalists have demonstrated the skills required to reimagine what's possible. Intelligence, curiosity, collaboration, and resilience, says John Benevitz, Executive Vice President and Chief Technology Officer of 3M. The magnitude and complexity of the issues these young minds are working to solve is inspiring. Congratulations to this year's finalists. We can't wait to see what comes next. Skin cancer is the most common cancer in the United States with an average annual treatment cost of $8.1 billion. Inspired by this costly and widespread health issue, Herman developed an affordable soap solution that could positively impact skin cancer outcomes. Over the next five years, he hopes to refine this novel innovation and create a nonprofit organization that will distribute this low-cost solution to communities in need. What an amazing story and what an amazing young man. Our good news story for this week. I so appreciate all of you coming along on this journey with me to try to make the world a little more positive place. And don't forget, my journey into making the world a more positive place doesn't end with the podcast. It kind of begins here, but you can find Rick's Rambles spreading positivity on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And I hope you'll follow along on those platforms for unique content on all of those platforms. If you'd like to support what I do, the easiest thing to do is simply share it on your own social media and let folks know what you're listening to. If you'd like to support financially, I've partnered with a company named MyFollow. It's a company that sells wildlife tracking bracelets, and they support wildlife conservation and positive content on the Internet. These bracelets are amazing. I'll put a link in the show notes, and you can purchase one for yourself. Also, if you'd like to do something, you can just buy me a cup of coffee, and I will put a link there also. Once again, I appreciate you being a part of my journey. Well, Halloween is this week, tomorrow night, if you're listening to this on Monday, as most of you do. What are the most popular Halloween costumes in 2023? Well, this is based on preseason sales and on Google searches for Halloween costumes. Number one, well, no surprise, Barbie, because of the movie that just came out. Number two, a generic princess. Number three, Spider-Man. Number four, a witch. Number five, a fairy. Number six, Wednesday Adams. 
that kind of surprises me a little bit. But we were at Nightmare on Chicago Street in Ellen, Illinois this past weekend, and I was surprised how many people I saw dressed as Wednesday Adams. Next up, Dinosaur, number eight, a cowboy, number nine, a ninja. Well, my question is, how do you see him? And number 10, this just blows my mind. Maybe somebody can tell me why this is so popular this year, a bunny rabbit. Was there a movie or something about bunny rabbits? I don't know, but apparently that's the 10th most popular costume for Halloween 2023. And it's time for our special dates for this week. Today, Monday the 30th, is Buy a Donut Day. It's Haunted Refrigerator Night. I've never heard of that. It's National Candy Corn Day, National Pumpkin Day. Tuesday the 31st, of course, is Halloween, National Caramel Apple Day, National Knock Knock Joke Day, and it's National Magic Day. Wednesday, November the 1st, can you believe we're into November already? It's All Saints Day, International Scented Candle Day, National Authors Day, National Calzones Day, and it's National Deep Fried Clams Day. Thursday the 2nd, Cookie Monster Day, International Stout Day, National Deviled Egg Day, and it's National Men Make Dinner Day. Friday the 3rd, Cliché Day, National Fountain Pen Day, National Sandwich Day. Saturday the 4th, National Candy Day and National Bison Day. We'll wrap the week up on Sunday, November the 5th, American Football Day. It's the end of Daylight Savings Time. National Redhead Day, and it's National Chinese Takeout Day. Boy, that sounds good. I think we'll probably celebrate that. It's going to wrap it up for this week's edition of the Rick's Rambles podcast. Hope you've enjoyed listening. Please take a moment, share it on your social media, let folks know what you're listening to. And until next time, be kind to as many people as you can, as often as you can. We'll start right now, and we'll make the world a better place.